This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is November 8th, and Yankees have been making moves. CeCe is back in pinstripes for one more year, and the Harper rumor mill continues to twirl and spin and go in every direction it can possibly go. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Yanks, in which I, John Boy, and your second host, Jake, are talking Yanks. Before I get into anything, because I forgot last time, I got to let you know who brought you this wonderful episode of Talking Yanks. There's some special people out there that, you know, sponsored this, and those people are, are you ready, Jake? Hope so. Jamie Rico. Yep. Alex Crussberg. Mm. You think he goes by the Crest Man? Crusty? Yo, Crusty. Yo, Crest. What's up, Crest? That's cool. Chris Gar- Gargilu- Gargulio. Fuck. Gargulio. Gargulio. Yeah. Brianna Saccaro. Saccaro. Hudson Cashdan. <laughs> Cashdan. That's Cashton, probably. Justin Ruddy. Definitely never gets called Justin. If your last name's Ruddy, I feel like all your friends call you Ruddy. Ruddy. Brandon Kelly, Charlene Plavnicki, and Nick Greco. Nice. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. They support the show. They're wonderful people. They're magnificent. We love them. They get live access to the podcast, and they get video access to... All talking Yanks. They also get video access to our daily radio show, uh, Laughs from the Past. And and the Patreon is going to be all John Boy Media soon, so we might get some talking Huskies perks. So if you want all those perks, it's $2 a month, and you also get a chance to win an affordable jerseys, uh, jersey. No name on the back. Jersey. We're giving away two every month. One by raffle, one by competition. We're going to have to come up with competition soon, Jake, for the giveaway for November competition. Yes, sir. So, there what you go. What was that second to last name? Plavniki? Uh, Plavniki. P-L-A-V-N-I-C-K-Y. I've got a quick PG-13 story that that last name reminded me of. Should I, should I hit it quick? Yeah. So I go on, my sister graduates from college, mom takes us on a vacation, all-inclusive resort for like three days, just relax. And uh, so we go there, I'm like 19, 
I think we're in Jamaica, maybe. So drinking age is 18, so I can drink legally. So like first night, go out, you know, have a couple beers around mom. We're we're laughing. Normally she'd still be fake mom mad at me for this, um, but it's legal. Who cares? Second night, push the envelope a little bit. So there's two groups there that were doing like a high school graduation trip. I guess that's more popular around the country. Like we just, in Connecticut, we did Six Flags as like our senior trip. Lame. Lame. Um, and so there's a group from LSU and a group from Oklahoma, or Louisiana and a group from Oklahoma that like they spend all year saving up money to do like an awesome senior trip vacation. So they're there and they're drinking and their parents don't kid and stuff. So I've, I've got like two young groups to kind of party with and there's like a club at the resort. So that second night, you know, I turn it up to eight. And I go to the club, dancing, partying, um, you know, have a good time. Talking with some of the the ladies there, shout out. Um, Talking at some of the ladies there. Yeah, and I mean, my dance moves speak for themselves. It's going to naturally attract um, anyone, women, men, whoever. Uh, And so the next day, I, I had maybe one too many. I wake up shaking off the cobwebs. I'm walking past going from the beach to the pool, and, like, I'd met them at the nightclub. So, like, we, you know, we didn't really exchange names, slash we did, but it's loud and stuff. So I'm walking past them, and I'm like, are we going to say hi? How does this work? I, I walk past them, and one of them, in just this awesome Oklahoma twang voice, goes, oh, well, look who it is, Hickey Vanicky. And I had given one of the girls a hickey the night before, and I was like, wow, thank God I'm not with my mom and my sister right now because I would kill myself. Hickey Vanicky. Hickey Vanicky. What are you doing uh, giving the hickeys out? What are you, 12? I was 19, dude. It's like on a dance floor at a nightclub. Just sucking necks? I was kissing some necks, bro. Which leads us naturally into CeCe. CeCe <laughs> is a Yankee again. It's a wild story that you just told. I thought you said I thought you were gonna say you woke up, checked your ID, and your new last name was Plavnicki because you got married. No, that would have. I mean, that would have been a wild story. I I will say the next night. So last night there, um, I push it a little more. Uh, you know, push the drinking a little more. Excuse me. Get hammered, hammered. I'm partying with this crew till like the wee hours. We're on the beach. My mom wakes up at like 3.30 a.m. and is hunting me on the resort. I like saw her. It was like a scary movie for a little bit. Uh, Finds me. I I see her. uh, Go back to the room. There's no yelling, just that clear anger in the air. And we just moved on the next day, which was actually pretty delightful. Nice. And then your mom walked in to the buffet and a guy yelled, Oh, Hickey Vanicky and showed his neck. (laughs) Then some hot boy yelled Hickey Vanicky and then full circle, so... All right, cool. Well, anyway, CC is a Yankee again. One year, $8 million. Uh, gut reaction, Jake? Gut reaction? I I like it. I like it. Um, we're a couple transactions away from loving this move. Tell the people, Jim. Yes. Yeah, so I like it. Uh, I... I'd love it, actually, because I think the transactions are going to come because I'm a glass... Right, you already have them penciled in. I'm a glass-half-fill guy. So many people are glass-empty people, and they're just like, this means we're not going to get any more pitching. This is it. 
CC, Cashman's happy with just CC. Uh, fucking, it's like, yo, why are you making up? Why are you playing out the offseason in a way you don't like just to be upset about it and complain about things that haven't happened yet? So, wait, you don't think our rotation's going to be Sevi, Tanaka, CC, Sheffield, and then Sessa? You don't think that's our starting rotation? Next I year. don't think they're done with CC, with just CC. I don't think CC is going to be the third, Sheffield the fourth, and then you know German lasagna as the fifth. Yeah, yeah. No, I and here's it's it's on path to be a great move, and and let's let's iron some of this out. Uh, I'm actually going to finish with CC has been pitching well, and I'll let you run with some of that because you've actually been dugging up the stats to fight the people on Twitter. But a we're going to have – he's going to be our, like, fifth-and-a-half starter next year. He probably starts 20 to 25 games and and does a solid job, a 3-8 ERA job, whatever. Um, he's coming back to win a championship. This is this man's only goal left in Major League Baseball. Um, and that's what he's going to be driving throughout the locker room the whole season. So you guys should be happy about that at the end of the day. Um, if, if you worried about the young guys getting cocky, they already achieved anything. CC will keep them in check. Um, one of the most respected people in baseball. And how could you not, especially on this team? CC's not going to do this, but how funny would it be if he just, anytime there was like a fight or like every bad loss, it's my last season guys. Come on. <laughs> just, just kept holding <laughs> it over their heads. Like uh, they lose, they lose in April. The fuck? I didn't sign up for this as my last season, guys. Come on, guys. I mean, obviously, CeCe's not that personality. Just every loss? Um, That's something Ellsbury would do if he was like, this is my last. <laughs> guys, I'm finally healthy. Can we just win, guys? Come Who are on. You? Who are you? <laughs> um, and then my final thing before we get back to the actual baseball, um, I've hyped up the romantic thing where I think, I think CeCe and Sheffield share the fifth rotation spot this year, and there's kind of a passing of the lefty torch. Um, I think more importantly, Jim, I, I obviously have huge expectations for this upcoming season, and I think we're going to start – it's going to be a good media story that I'm actually going to enjoy is they're going to be doing parallels 2009 to 2019. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the passing of the guard, which I've been saying on Twitter. Like, I think they're going to split it. And you are the one that put that in my brain. I never credit you, though, because I don't like you at all. And I, get I wouldn't that. want you to get credit for anything. So I just say it's my idea that they're going to CC to justice. It's beautiful. Yeah, you it's romantic. Got it. And that was a John Boy special. Jake didn't even do anything. I mean, I I'm okay with you not giving me full credit. If you call it the John Boy <laughs> special, <laughs> I'm not in love with that. <laughs> All right, here's something that I haven't even tweeted out that much because I have all the stats and numbers to 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 counteract the zeitgeist of Yankee Nation. But uh, leadership, a lot of people are knocking it, right? CZ Sabathia is a horse who took the ball and said, if I start the game, I plan on finishing it. He gets mad at umps in between the line. He's an angry competitor outside of the line. He's a lovable like role model. You hear him on R2C to talk about how much he wants to guide these young guys, right? That's the type of, com- type of competitor you want, a light, uh, light switch guy. On the field, aggressive as all hell, off, happy. Gardner... Put his skill aside. He plays angry. He plays hard. He hustles. He's never like 
Gardner never got handed a thing in his life, so he just has to earn it. If you want anyone to put a mentality onto the younger guys, it's these two people, right? So it's, Absolutely. it's perfect to keep them around in limited roles. Now, I believe that they are in limited roles. I believe that Gardner's probably not going to be the full-time left fielder, and I don't believe CeCe's going to be anything more but a fifth starter or even like share the fifth starter role like we're saying. Now, there are people who are believing that like the Yankees are going to play these guys. You know, CeCe's going to get 200 innings if they want, and, and Gardner's going to start 140 games. If that does happen... I think that's wrong. Like, I'm not saying that I'm I'm signing up for that or happy about that. I just don't think that's how it plays out. And I think, I think it's pretty. I think it's obvious that they're going to try and do more. We'll see, though. Huh? Yeah, but, I mean, we'll we'll see. You, you'll you'll give them the benefit for the of the doubt for a month or two. Yeah, I'll we'll wait see, and see how free agency goes. But yeah, for them to say that right now, like, be ready to eat crow if you don't think a Corbin Hap or whoever may be will be coming back to town. Okay, so. Like I said, the zeitgeist of Yankees thing is they they fall in love with the same, like somewhere, I don't know where it spreads, probably Facebook or, you know what, it's probably angry radio callers, says Mm. two things and then everyone just repeats those two things over and over again and no one ever looks up the facts. And I was combating this all week with Kluber and CeCe, and we'll get to Kluber later, even if it might not even be worth it, but CeCe. We don't need a pitcher who can't make it out of the fifth inning. We don't need a pitcher that can't make it out of the fifth inning. He killed games. He killed games. We don't need a pitcher that can't make it out of the fifth inning. He killed games. So what did I do? And for those of you that follow on Twitter and Instagram, and I thank you, but there's a lot of people that don't, so I'm going to repeat it. Listen to these numbers, Jake. He started 29 games. How many times do you think... He didn't make it out of the fifth inning. 29 games. 29 games. He didn't make it out of the fifth inning. Eight times. Boom. You're right. The way people talk about it, you'd think it was half the games. Yeah, coin flip. 21 games out of 29, he made it past the fifth inning. He, He finished the fifth inning. Now, here are right. the exact numbers. He, the seventh inning, four times. Sixth, seven times. Fifth, ten times. Fourth, five. Third, two. Second, one. I think I was there for the second when he came out. Now, I said in my tweet, like, this is nothing to brag about. He averaged 5.1 innings pitched. It's nothing to brag about. But he's not being paid to be a top-of-the-rotation guy. It's $8 million for one year. And he's not being asked, I don't think, to be a top-of-rotation guy. He's being asked to be a fifth and a mentor and a leader. So that's pretty damn good. If you go around the MLB and look at every other fifth starter, CeCe had better numbers than them. Because his numbers last year are pretty good. 3.65 ERA, 120-plus innings pitched. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So then... Yeah, but he he blew too many games. One guy said, well, those numbers are skewed because a lot of times Boone left him in too long and he blew the game. Right. I said, oh, okay, well, let's look at these numbers then. How many times did CeCe allow four or more earned runs out of 29 games? Six. And three of those, he allowed four. He allowed five earned runs twice and seven earned runs once. So those, I would say those are three games where 
he killed the Yankees. Yeah. I've got a couple weird stats that are just jumping out from his baseball reference. Um, Let me see. Let me hear him. It's it's a very similar season from the year before. Yeah. 3-6-9 ERA, 3-6-5 this year. Uh, He pitched, what was it, Uh, four more innings basically. Um, The whip was up slightly. Uh, His strikeouts were up. Um, 20 more strikeouts in four more innings. Uh, His hit-by-pitches took a spike this year, which I I think is fluky. He went from 5 to 11. Um, You think people were like, yo, shit don't hurt. He throws 89, just throw the elbow Just lean in there. Yeah, the Benintendi. Um, More like Benin the bitchy. Last year, there was only three unearned runs. This year, there was 10 unearned runs. Um, which again ties into kind of the left side of the infield defense. They started yeah, yeah, leaning yeah. towards. Andrew and Glaber fucked them over a lot of games, <laughs> but almost at a lot of the numbers improved slightly. His ERA improved slightly. His innings pitch improved slightly. His K's improved. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny if it. You know, I think part of it is. He went 14 and 5 last year, which, you know, we're not going to do the whole wins and losses for pitcher spiel uh this year or or hopefully at all. Um but you can't fully measure it like that and yeah, for paying this guy 8 million bucks to to be a leader and throw 150 innings at a 3.70 ERA, yeah, sign me up. Sign Jake up. Sign, sign me up. up. I like it. All right. I mean, we'll get into we have voicemails to at the back end of the show. So we'll and there, you know, we have some about CC. So we'll get into it more. But for now, I mean, that's about it. I'm happy he's back. He wanted to be back. He said he had offers from other teams, more offers than he had last year, which makes sense because he proved that, hey, I'm this guy. Like right now, I'm this guy. Right. One Um, one more year. I would have been. And this is the other thing I tweeted that actually got a lot of attention. But everyone wants to play uh, outside the park baseball. Like, everyone wants to be a heartless GM and just look at the money and look at the numbers. Right. And I, I do I do appreciate that. And I do like looking at things at all sides of things. But I don't ever want to lose the side of me that's a fan. Like I love CeCe. I like cheering for CeCe. You know how they, the Seinfeld joke, you, we just, we're just cheering for laundry? Right. Well, that's very true. And then sometimes players come and they become bigger than the laundry they're wearing. Like I, if CC went to the angels, I'd cheer for CC cause I like CC now. And I don't know right. if you're a Yankee fan and you've been watching for the last 10 years and you don't, he's everything you want in a competitor, uh, mentally and physically. And his personality is fantastic. So like, I don't want to see CC in his last year of his career on another team. Right. Cause I, I, I cheer for him at this point, no matter what laundry he's wearing. And I just want him to keep wearing the laundry. I like, and he wants to go to London mostly. So we want to go to London too. Well, I, we leadership means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Man, follow Amber Sabathia on Instagram and get that little inside peek into the Sabathia family and think about what a 30, 38-year-old CeCe Sabathia can tell these guys about actual life and stuff. Yeah. Never mind on the field or how to throw a slider better or, or what the other pitcher is thinking out there. With his presence in that locker room, you can set up 
Justice Sheffield's career better in the future. You could set up Anduhar, Glaber, seeing that leadership and how to be a man, how to be the boss. Hashtag riffraff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think people ignore that as well. I mean, literally worst case, if CeCe throws up a dud this year, it's almost Pedroia pitching coach style. Yeah, all right, Sheffield, you're up, and CeCe's going to walk you through his game prep and your game prep and all that shit. Yeah. And you're going to be fast friends. Best good friends. All right. Other news besides um, CeCe. Cashman said Sonny Gray's out. We didn't talk about this on Talking Yanks yet. Cashman straight up said that Sonny Gray will be traded. He went real heavy into the uh, Sonny can't pitch in New York. If when we trade him, he's going to be good. His value isn't low because he's good. He just can't pitch in New York. Then he ripped him through by complimenting Evaldi. He ripped Sonny, which was just kind of brutal because they were talking about Sonny. And someone asked, well, was it cool to see what Avaldi did? And he said, yeah, Avaldi wasn't fear. Avaldi was fearless. He wasn't scared to fail. Avaldi had good makeup for New York. It just didn't work out. And if so facto, he's saying uh, Sonny was a scared little bitch. I'm Brian Cashman, mm. and Sonny Gray was a scared little bitch, and that's how I feel about that. Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit on our Jake and John Boy radio show, which you guys should subscribe to if you don't already. Is that how um, you – do you switch the names in, when you, in your head? Um, well, no, I, I'm the star. Um, and the important thing is you kind of came to me with, you know, aren't these super aggressive for a GM? And A, to a degree. A- everything he said about Sonny was to the end of a GM's wit. Um, saying that we are going to trade him. And the thing we talked about was this is better for his value because normally you say, oh, yeah, you know, we might hold on to him, we might not. All the GMs would look at Brian Cashman and be like, yo, you gotta, you're got you going to trade that dude because he sucked for you. <laughs> With Cashman doing this, he's telling him, no, I'm going to trade him. And, yeah, his price is still going to be there because he did decent things on the road last year, and it's a one-year rental. Um, but you could get a 2-3 starter for your team for pennies on the dollar and you know what if you don't want to pay up that's fine but you could see this dude twirling it to a 317 ERA in your division next year which was his road ERA this year um so I think that was important and then what you mentioned there was Evaldi the Evaldi quotes is where he actually shat on Sonny Gray and I don't know if he was doing that intentionally or not Oh, yes, he was. Yes, he was. It was so (laughs) intentional. Yes, he was. And Cashman does this every now and then because he he knows the New York crowd and he he wants to be endeared to them too. Like, remember when they asked if he was going to trade Glaber at the All-Star break and his quote was, come on, I have to walk around in this city? Yeah. All Yankee fans have been screaming, Sonny can't pitch in New York, Sonny can't pitch in New York forever. And at first it seemed like they were just being crazy, but now you have the general manager saying the fans are right. The fans have been saying this for six months, and they're right. This dude couldn't pitch in New York. And and, and Sonny's really getting the brunt of it because it is a play to make his value sound better. But it's still – it's funny. It's it's different. You don't hear it a lot. 
Yeah, it's it's unique. It's a pretty unique situation when you actually zoom out and we weren't as tuned in as we were this year. But it'll be really interesting to see if he's a piece in a trade or if it's just a sunny trade or however that plays out. I, it's, it's kind of exciting. Like, oh, cool. So, like, there's definitely – because you always think there's going to be trades. But now it's like, who's Sonny going to go for? Right, but I guess that's also the box that Brian Cashman has put himself in. Like, what if it's spring training next year and Sonny Gray hasn't been traded yet? <laughs> the, he can't. He, I mean, I think he has to have a hard date. Yeah, I feel like he's he sent out. There's got to be some cool, like a GM slack out there or something like that. That's just the GMs. Um, and he like over that he was like, "Yo, Sonny Gray is being traded by December 31st. Best offer only." We'll have we'll we'll have that question lined up when uh, Brian Cashman comes on talking Yanks. Is there yeah. where's the group chat? What form do you guys use? I, I need to know. Need to know. Uh, anything else? I mean, we have the Harper rumor mill, which has gone I, from the bullshit reports right away that the Yankees are out on him by that one dude from SNY, who that dude just wrote another article saying, seems like I was uh, a bit wrong. Here's another article. I didn't click it because I'm not going to click that dude's articles because he's uh, just clickbait. But we had the whole first base thing, Dan Federico, friend of the program was actually the first one that I saw that had it, that, you know, the Yankees are interested in him, interested in him at first base. And then you have Boris going on radio and just saying all this stuff about first base. Uh, he could play it. He's got both the feet and the hands to play first base. Huge. It's huge. If you don't have one of those, you got one leg. You're not going to be a quality first baseman. One arm, you have a chance, but we haven't seen it at the first base position. So it'd be a good position to have one arm at. Uh, for a lot of plays, for most plays, yeah. yeah. Well, what's the best one arm position? Like pitcher, we saw that it's done. I think pitcher, pitcher, ideally pitchers one, and then probably outfield. No, I'm thinking first base over outfield. Uh, I'm thinking outfield over first base because you got to track down the ball, and then you could do some good like pop-up catch and throws. I mean, outfielder needs to throw. I don't know. I mean, he can even ditch the glove. I think there's some creative stuff you could do. I'm leaning outfield over first base, but I see the argument. All right. Well, everyone uh, tweet us in. What's What are the top three positions for a one-armed man to play in baseball? There's a high school kid who plays catcher, and that just yeah, seems like a seen lot. that. Put this kid at first base. Got to have a really good rhythm going. Um, yeah, and I mean, they basically said Bryce Harper could play first base if that's what teams really want. Um, I think that's going to be a down-the-line thing for Bryce. I still think he has a couple years in the outfield. I sent Jimmy um, the tweet that went semi-viral a little bit ago that talked about Bryce Harper's leg speed. His speed is still the same since he came into the league pretty much when he could play center field when needed. Um, so I still think he can play outfield, but Buster only just tweeted out that he has a well, like entrenched source that says the Yankees are out. So we'll we're gonna truly see full Twitter generation, uh, full Yankees. What what this smoke and mirror show looks like? Yeah. Uh, well, I I said that I, there's like four guys who if they tweeted out, I actually put stock into it. Right. It's it's Buster only, Ken Rosenthal. Joel Curry. J- Joel Sherman and Jack Curry. Right. 
Now, don't confuse Joel Sherman with John Heyman. Or Sherman Joel. Because John Heyman's a trash bag with a Twitter. Hello. Well, no, he's just a Boris. He just tweets out whatever Boris. Boing. <laughs> hey, I'm the one with the soundboard here. I know. I thought I'd get you good with that because you've been so excited about the soundboard. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, so Buster only saying the Yankees are out. Also, we get all these unsolicited like DMs now because you know we're right. talking Yanks and you can't prove anything. Like last year when I got it about Girardi, I was like, you have to prove this before I say it. No one's proved anything, but you know Harper's got an apartment. In New York, supposedly, um, Harper would love to play for the Yankees and take a pay cut from someone that knows him personally. Um, Harper's deal is done with the Phillies, basically, personally, uh, someone that knows a guy. So I've gotten everything. You know, I just, I just, I just know everything. Yeah, we there's religious twists. There's people shopping for apartments. There's aliases. There's all of it. And you know what, Jim? Nobody knows shit. <laughs> yeah right nobody knows nobody thing. knows shit all right do we have um, any more uh news rumors before we just go to voicemails and we just go to voicemails right uh yeah i think we're ready for voicemails i don't think there's any more housekeeping out there really all right well we're gonna go to our voicemails which have been awesome put the phone number in your phone okay so you can call us in the future it's 908 845 seven. Nine two, nine zero eight, eight four five five seven, nine two. How about that, Jakey? I'm proud of you. I got it. Mem- you know who did the guy who just gave me Yankee numbers? Who said Yogi Berra, Luke Voigt, Chad Green, Roger Maris, Jeter? That's that's now. It's how I remember it. Boom. All right. Voicemail number one. Hey guys. Personally, I am pretty happy about CC Sabathia coming back for one more year. He's my favorite pitcher of all time. I grew up watching him. I always wanted to be like him when I was a pitcher as a kid, but I think he brings a lot of intangible things to the team. He may not be the best on the mound, but he brings leadership and confidence and something to look uh, look up to for the younger guys. So I'm pretty happy about it. And it's not an expensive contract, and it's just for one deal, so... I think it'll be good to have CC go out as a Yankee and hopefully get his jersey retired one day. All right, so more of the same. Uh, we all we agree basically, but there was a little thing at the end that I thought was an interesting conversation. CC retired jersey number, blah blah. What do you think? What are your what's your gut reaction? Honestly, and this is completely unfair. I think if they win another, yes. I think if they don't, no. That'd be cool if it was bookended by World Series, his Yankee tenure. And it was 10 years to 2009, 2019. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting... I lean no. I lean no because I love CC, but I want them to tighten that up a little more. But they're... they're, Because they're going to have a lot of people to do it in the future, hopefully. They went through a drought, so they did it with everyone. But I'd, I'd like it to be like lifelong Yankees, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But the yeah, way that's that's where it gets starts to get tricky. The precedent they've set, you could say, uh, CC can get his number retired. I think I'd be fine with it. Um, I think like definitely if they win this next year, which I think is almost a little unfair because that's not going to be CC's burden. Um, know what I think helps CC? Doesn't have a great number. Fifty-two. No one wants it. Yeah. 
That's how many pounds he was at birth. That's why he wears it. <laughs> that, that's true. It's <laughs> real big. I, I think so, man, because I also think, think about like what this signing was. Think about what the past two years have been. He's it, almost part of these contracts has been him wanting to be a Yankee for life. He said that. Yeah. He, he wants to show up at spring trainings. He wants to show up at random games and talk to the guys. He wants to be the Reggie Jackson type. Um, so I'm, I, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Do it. He's he's big C. He's going to be a Hall of Famer that has his longest tenure and a decade with the team. Yo, I did not realize that Reggie Jackson spends so much time with the team. Yeah. Until I listened to him on R2C2, he was just remembering like, yeah, we were. And he talks about it and he says we like he's yeah. with the team. I didn't I never realized that he he said at one point, yeah, we were in Chicago C and you threw nine innings and I came back and then I saw you in the clubhouse and I talked to Joe Girardi. I said, you look tired. It's like, what? You're just like the day to day with the guys. And then when they were in Boston, he, when they like won the wild card game, he was dancing in the clubhouse or something like that. Uh, it was, it was yeah, interesting. I think you hit a certain like level of legend and Yankee lore. And you basically have like the pass. Like I think Reggie Jackson can just call up the travel agent and be like, yo, I'm rolling through this week. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Next. The CC signing is amazing, 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 amazing news. Great for the team. And I just wanted to say that I think you and Jake know as well as anyone, and today and yesterday have both confirmed it, that Yankees fans are officially the most retarded group of fucking ooh, people ooh, I've ever R. seen. Hard R. Honestly. Like... How can you not want Corey Kluber for Miguel Andujar? Corey Kluber, one of the best pitchers in the entire league. And this whole Machado-Harper deal, who it's not like they're old. They're in the prime of their careers or about to hit the prime of their careers. They're 26 years old. And to think that you don't want either one of them, are you shitting me? I, th- I think that most of these fans, if they were in Brian Cashman's position, they'd now a bunch of Shane Robinsons to play every day. Like, good hell. And to si- you got to think about, like, two, three years from now, to not have Harper or Machado is going to be retarded. <laughs> Another. Second this is our chance. This is the only chance to have two of the most once-in-a-generation talents on our team. And people don't want them. Like, really. Anyways, love the show. Love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, couple hard R's in there. Not in love with those. Because uh, Jake's got a dog that's a hard R, so we don't like making fun of Whoa. Come on, man. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I mean, amazing, amazing. He started with, then he got down. Do I even need to do the Kluber thing? I, don't, I think the people that have the opinion on Kluber that's annoying don't listen to this podcast because anyone that actively seeks out baseball talk doesn't have the opinions that I've seen on Kluber, which is that he's not worth the money. <laughs> and it's like, well, the last five seasons, he's had 200-plus innings with no ERI, ERA above 3.5. He's been, a, for five seasons, he's been a certified stud. 
And they're like, yeah, but his postseason record. Well, he's got more dominant games in the postseason than bad games. His last three have been bad. Two came from the Yankees, which we root for, and we like to think we're very good. It's, just, it's, it's nonsense. I got a quick one for you, yeah. and I don't want you to think this is unfair. Is Miguel Andujar at Yankees spring training this year? Yeah. 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 Okay. Would, it's interesting. would I trade him for Kluber? Yes, because that's three years of a really cheap certified ace. And Jake, when did 32 become old, like so old? It's it's not so old, especially for pitchers. It, it's becoming a little bit of a young man's game in baseball. I understand that because of money reasons, like cost control stuff. Right. But like 32 for a pitcher, I, there, people are like, he's so old. Talking about Hap's about to get a three-year deal and he's 36. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's because of the young, the, the Mookies and the Juan Sotos and Andujar and Glaber and uh, just all the young, the youth movement in baseball. Um, but yeah, Kluber's really good. I, the thing that's getting me, Jim, if, if Miguel Andujar is an average, average third baseman defensively, his value is incredible. Yeah, incredible. And I, I don't think teams are going to respect that. And I'm a big value guy, and I think that's what Brian Cashman is. So I guess I'm talking myself out of Andujar leaving. I guess if there is that trade, I'm excited to see the chaos that is Yankees Twitter because there's going to be a lot of shots across the bat. I, I would only trade Andujar for Kluber. Okay. And that's also like if Machado's coming. Wow. So put in quotes, John Boy doesn't want Walker Bueller. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's Peter from the city again, talking uh, talking Yanks here about CC Sebastia getting re-signed. You know, I like it. I really do. But I'm very concerned about people getting hurt and him getting pushed down to being a three or a four again. That could not happen. I mean, to the point where he must stay a five and bring up young arms and to try them out as opposed to CeCe Sebastian. We cannot allow past uh, occurrences to affect our future choices as a Yankee, as Yankee fans, Yankee Nation. So that's my opinion. I really hope they don't allow him to, uh, I don't know, just have too many appearances in general, to be honest with you. I, too many would be not the answer. Love the show. Have a good one, guys. All right. So Teach from New York City, and he's got a good point. He's like, I love the signing, but we can't have what happened last year happen where Sonny's bad and uh, and we have Domingo Harmon starting 14 games, Luis Sessa starting five, Lance Lynn starting 11. We if if someone if injuries happen and injuries will happen, whatever our five that we start with, one of them's gone. Write them completely out. Uh, in 2017, Pineda. In 2018, or Gumby. Like what? One of the five stars is just going to com- be completely bounced, right? And if that's the case, then he's right. I mean, I don't know if you. That's why Cashman needs to go get two to three more starters because we still need the good guys. We still need the two like lo- like solid guys. And then does he need to? Does he need to get more AAA guys? The Yankees used to their AAA team used to be aging vets that could come up, you know what I mean? And have experience. Does he need to go get some of those guys or do do we just need to be to act 
much faster in 2019 if a pitcher goes down about a trade that they they did they refused to do in 2018. I I think people and we touched upon this a little bit earlier. If C, barring injuries in spring training or whatever it may be, if CC Sabathia is the fourth starter, you have a little bit of a right to be angry. That's that's not the quality and caliber we're looking for. I agree with that. He I think I I am happy CC's back, but he has to be the fifth starter. Right. And I so and I think this is how I want people to look at it. Um Wherever you stand on CC and Justice Sheffield, picture them as your fifth starter and put the other one as a sixth starter because that's basically what we have going on. Jordan Montgomery should be coming back midseason, and he could be the fifth starter. He could be a bullpen thing. He, but picture him as starter seven right now or six and a half because he won't be healthy for half the season. Um, and all of those guys are going to get used. Um, so I will say that if the Yankees don't bring in two more quality starting pitchers, you can raise a red flag. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see them bring in a bonus piece, but I mean, starting pitching is the hardest thing to do. What are the Yankees going to try to get someone to sign a minor league deal, a four or five ERA starting pitcher to sign a minor league deal when they could be the fourth starter on the blue Jays. I mean, that's that's a tough proposition. So it'll be interesting to see how that sorts out a little bit. Um, and, I mean, maybe does Domingo Herman not get traded? And do they give him a full year at AAA? And if we really need him to come up and be our fifth starter this year, can he take a step up? Um, I'd trade so I him, man. I'd trade Domingo. <clears throat> His value is pretty high. Right, but, again, what if teams aren't willing to pay that? What if they say he's cruddy and the Yankees are still looking at him like, yo, this guy can be really good. We just need to fix X. Yeah, um, but they got Domingo Herman. He was a throw-in for the Avaldi trade, the Martin Prado right. trade. He was a throw-in. So now that he's pitched in the major leagues and he didn't do great, we didn't want him starting anymore, but he definitely showed signs that he could be great. So if a team says, oh, dude, that pitcher showed signs of brilliance in the major leagues, we, with our staff, we can harness that and do it. His value is so high, and we got him for nothing. He was a throw-in. It just seems like right. The, but what up, what if other teams aren't thinking his value is high? You know. Yeah, that's that's that could be the case. But I think you need to shop him. Right, and then I guess I guess where that would leave me with what I was just saying is, say you have Jordan Montgomery coming back midseason, who would be six and a half, seven. Basically, you're banking on health slash. Domingo Herman for the first half of the year and what if Domingo Herman gets three spot starts and he pitches lights out and he's striking everyone out now you've got a young pitcher with high value um so that's kind of a glass half full thing so we'll see we'll see um if if CC is the fourth starter above next year and you're currently mad about it you end up being right but we don't think that happens yep next hey 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 how you doing uh, first time caller, long time listeners, Giant Cap Cole from Buffalo, New York, aka Chopping That Ass. Hey, I was just calling to say how freaking, uh, real jazzed I am, uh, to be bringing in Mr. Uh, Carson Charles Sebastian. Guy's got a real freaking arm. The guy can eat Captain Crunch like it's nobody's business. And if you really need to, he can get the boys going and put back bottles like the best of them. Hey, have a good rest of your day, boys, and I love the show. Have a good one. Do we like people calling in and doing voices or no? Who is that? Johnny Gabagool? Johnny something, a.k.a. chopping that ass. Yeah, my cousin. Um, 
Yeah, have, have fun with it, sure. If that made his day, sure. I'm proud of him. Although I'm more proud of CeCe for being sober and overcoming it, and I'm not going to make jokes at his expense. There you go. But you'll call my dog an R-word. What's the proper term? A golden doodle? <laughs> They're all R-words. Wow. Not dogs. Golden doodles. Wow. <laughs> Digging a hole. <laughs> Grab that shovel. What up, guys? Uh, here to ask questions for Talking Yanks. Um, I'm just wondering what you guys think about if the Yankees do not sign Machado or Harper this offseason, would you consider it um, a failed offseason? I want to hear you guys say. Let me know. I think we did this a couple episodes ago. Uh, on our free agent episode, I asked you, if we don't get either, would you consider it failed? I think both of our answers was no, but, but the yes. <laughs> but the backup plans need to be right. There's moves that they can do if they don't get Harper or Machado that they need to do. But I I mean pitching is obviously the most important thing and we need to go get three arms. If we get three arms and then plug in whatever holes we may need to uh in the in the offense, it, it's still not a failed offseason. But I will say I will be ticked off if they uh, like they stay under the tax without doing anything good. Like they can stay under the right. tax and still do bring in guys and and have a good offseason. But if we stay under the tax and it's it's unimpressive, then that yeah, let's be mad about that. But I'm don't be mad at it now. Don't be mad about it now because then you're just manifesting a possible outcome and getting angry over it. And that's a bad way to live. Yeah, well, we'll it it depends what the rest of the offseason looks like. Um, you know, Walker Bueller again. No. Um, I think my full answer, I haven't heard the next voicemail, but I think it would tie into the next voicemail. Hey guys, I'm uh, calling for Talking Yanks. I uh, just want to discuss something in regards to the CC signing that I think is being missed not only by the people who are for the CC signing, but also by the people who are against the CC signing. And that factor is that Cashman has to look beyond 2019. He has to look at the 2020 team and the 2020 payroll. There's a lot of arbitration players in the Yankees, and all of these guys are going to get pay increases after the 2019 season. Whatever the payroll is in 2019, it's going up a good amount in 2020. Not only that, they also have Luis Sica and Sheffield, who are probably going to be pretty good contributors by the 2020 season. You don't want to lock in a number five starter and his salary beyond 2019. It just doesn't make sense. You, ha- you already have that locked in for cheap. The payroll's going up. It's an unnecessary expense. So I think that's a big, big factor in why they, why they signed CeCe. I think the one-year deal is, a, is huge. It just doesn't make sense to bring in a fifth starting pitcher who you're going to have to pay beyond 2019 when the payroll's going up and when, they, and when you really just don't need that starting pitcher. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. I just uh, haven't heard that aspect of the uh, signing mentioned much, and I think it's probably the main driving factor in why Cashman went ahead and did that did that uh, signing. I uh, look forward to uh, hearing the show. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a couple other points that I forgot to say earlier that also tie into this, is that he's right. I mean, Brett Gardner and... CC or money on the books for one year and then they're going to be off the books because if they want to reset the tax in three years again then they need to 
have some cheap players that are going to get off the books. They need to finagle it. So two one-year deal, two-year deals, and then a certain amount of guys are going to be up. So, I mean, it does help. And you can touch on that. But the other thing is CC doesn't block Sheffield at all. If anything, this is better for Sheffield because CC is going to miss two weeks in the beginning and two weeks at the end when he gets his knee shot up and, you know, he has his little fixer-upper DL stints, whatever you want to call them. And then that's Sheffield's time, and it's it's a little less pressure. It's not like, all right, Sheffield, we need you to go be the man for the rest of the season. It's like, okay, come on, Chef. Figure it out. Work a little. So what do you got on these? You wanted to you you were leading into this point. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll combine the two a little bit. Um Harper and Machado would be awesome. They're special guys, twenty six on Hall of Fame level paces. Um if we're getting one of them, you have to assume Stanton isn't opting out and they're not moving him, which I, I know there's been some rumors out there, but you just you cannot assume that at all. Um, then picture you're going to have Giancarlo Stanton on the books for eight years. Uh, you're signing Harper Machado, which is probably going to be an eight-year, $300 million ordeal or wherever that ends up landing. And then... So basically, if you sign one of these guys, start saying goodbye to some of the other guys you love. Are you saying goodbye to Didi? Are you Didi? saying goodbye Didi? Didi? Um, saying goodbye to Hicks. I kind of, <laughs> kind of have with the Florial love. Are you saying goodbye to Gary? Because uh, not all of these guys are going to get their twenty-five million a year contract with the Yankees, and then that does tie into the Justice Sheffield CC conversation. Because guess what? If Justice Sheffield can give us. 15 starts this year to a to the tune of a four ERA. He's going to be in the starting rotation next year. We're going to have bigger expectations for him. And we can have him as a cheap pitcher on the books for the next four or five years. And that's huge when you can build and compose the rest of your roster that way. Um, and that's, that is what a lot of the people have lost. We have, if you're the Brett Gardner, CeCe Sabathia complainer, uh, you're, you're way, you're not viewing a five-year plan at all. Like if you think they're a factor in that, um, you know, get more tuned into this year. If you're one of the per people out there saying sign Corbin Harper Machado, um, you're too locked into this year and you need to view the five-year plan a little bit. All right. Sounds good. Next. What's up, guys? Uh, big fan of the Talking Yanks podcast. Uh, how you guys doing? Anyway, my big question is, in 2019, the Yankees, is it AL East or bust or World Series or bust? But those two things might sound mutually exclusive, might not sound mutually exclusive, but based on things like roster construction, they very well could be. Um, is World Series or bust? When when would it ever be division or bust? That's not a bust situation I've ever been aware of. Yeah. I don't... You, you I, got it. <laughs> has anyone gone into the season like, it's division or bust? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess that question almost breaks down to if the Yankees won the division, they have a great year, and they lose to, say, Houston in the ALCS. Does that change your emotions at all? No. No, 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 no. I, I just want to win the World Series, you know? Yeah, that's the goal. I'd say that's the goal. So World Series or bust. 
if you win the wild card and then win the World Series and you didn't win the division, is that a bust? What if they lose to the Dodgers in the World Series? But did they win the division? Don't care. Well, then it's a bust. But if they win the division and they lose to the Dodgers in the World Series, it's not? No, it is. It's a bust. Oh, okay. So, yeah, World Series are bust then. Okay, but what? so what about this? If they win the wild card, they go to the wild card, they win it, then they win the World Series, but they didn't win the division. Is that a bust? Nobody cares. I'm, I'm not. I've seen your trick questions. <laughs> it's not a trick question. I'm just making fun of division or bust. I know. All right, I think people, that's it. People get locked into the Red Sox, man. Yeah, whatever. Fuck them. That's my only response to Red Sox. Whatever. Fuck them. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. I think we're done. Yeah. We'll be back Monday with another episode of Talk Yanks. And this this soft season's a circus. It doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. Oh, another point that I wanted to make. Someone tweeted this at me and I liked it. The Yankees are taking care of their own before going to get any other free agents. And I like that. Yeah. I've two two out of three for my little preseason prediction. Oh wow. Uh, so you think D Rob's next? I think David Robertson next. I think it makes the most sense. He got rid of his agent. He, I'd say, he walks in, tells Cashman, "I'll just give, give, give me, or can I have the same?" Like when you go to the deli and your friend orders something good there, and it's not maybe a deli you're not familiar with. You're just like, oh, y- y- yes, <laughs> yes." Well, what, uh, well, what they what just they said. said, yeah, what they said, yeah. You like see someone walk by with a plate? You're like, oh, that looked good. Uh, that, yeah. Well, what if what if David Robertson dropped his agent and he just really wants to do some agenting? You know what I mean? Like he just maybe re- that's his next step. Re- yeah. No, but like, and the Yankees, like, yeah, here's your deal, and he wants that deal, but he also wanted to be like an agent for a month. Right. He's like, well, hold on, let me negotiate this back to what it you originally offered, but let me feel like I did some agenting here. Right. Like negotiate, negotiate like a a horse or something into the contract. Didn't they do that with Cespedes? Uh, it was either Cespedes, maybe Altuve. No, 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 no. It was Cueto. Cueto. Yeah, it was Cueto. I think there's been a couple stories like that. Um, but you know, it, they say the Mets are in on D. Rob. So, fucking Mets. You'd have two I brand know. new agents working. D. Rob and Brody talking to each other, acting as if they're. Uh, well, Brody's an agent. So you have two guys doing new jobs. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that. Like D-Rob has no experience being an agent and Brody has no experience being a GM and they'd be talking to each other. Who do you want to be in this conversation? Do you want to be Brody or D-Rob? I think you got Brody locked up, so I'll be D-Rob. Okay. David, glad to have you here. How you doing? You ready to put on the blue and orange? He he pauses for a second to think of what the Mets colors are. Uh, hey, Brody. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm looking around. I like what you guys got going on here. I like the city. What uh, you? I was wondering what your budget is, what you can offer me. David, let's cut to brass tacks, okay? You're old. You're washed up. You're not what you used to be. We're going to give you half of your former contract you're going to sign today. Welcome to the Mets. No, thank you. 
<laughs> you, you, you were an agent? <laughs> End scene. All right. End scene. And that's Talking Yanks. Thank you guys very much for listening and engaging. And thank you for the people that called in and leave voicemails. For those that want to leave voicemails in the future, 908-845-5792. Empire Today. Wow. Add. <laughs> no, don't go to Empire today. Their commercials have dog whistles in them, and I don't like mm-hmm. them. See ya. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. I gotta put that on my soundboard. Yeah. Go Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Yanks.